0: Wake up wake up wake up, wake up from Jerusalem Israel. This is from the Midwest to the Middle East, the podcast that explores everything new in US and Israeli economy. Here's your host, Philip Stein. I'm really pleased to be having this podcast today. First of all, this episode is brought one to one you by favorites. Philip Stein and Associates, the largest US CPA firm in Israel, providing US tax services to Israelis, Americans, corporations, startups, and anyone else needing them. I'm very pleased and happy to have a special guest today from a special region uh, for you, my listeners. My guest today is Amin Ayoub, who I'm speaking to today from Morocco. Amin is a freelance consultant in market intelligence and business development. He's based in Morocco, and uh, he's very he has great access to the MENA and African regions. And he is there to help organize or promote any product that you may have. Welcome, Amin. Thank you. So it's good to have you. Uh, we, we haven't actually spoken. We did a podcast, seems like a long time ago, 2016. The world was a bit different then. Uh, and something along between now and, the, and then came along something called the Abraham, Abraham Accords, uh, and this has certainly had a major impact, uh, at least vis-a-vis open uh, Moroccan and Israeli relations. How has it impacted you?
1: Well, as you know, uh, when we spoke back in 2016, that was uh, after my, uh, my, my public visit to Israel as a, as a Moroccan Muslim. And I've been uh, working uh, defending the normalization with the state of Israel for a while by actually uh, being uh, wor- uh, doing many things in social media and writing articles, especially in the Jerusalem Post. And uh, actually, I always thought that normalizing, normalizing the relationships with the city of Israel would benefit uh, Morocco and the region, both politically and economically. And it came, as you said, it came the time when the Abraham Accords uh, actually uh, were uh, something that changed the whole region. And uh, this was uh, with, with the help of uh, President Trump. And uh, things changed a lot. Uh, although uh, the relationship between Morocco and Israel, well, there was always a connection, especially culturally. And as you know, uh, Israel is home to almost a million uh, Israelis who have a connection to Morocco uh, through families. Yes, And uh, people have been visiting Morocco for a while, but the connections were actually complicated. So now things are easier for people to connect with Morocco, uh, both uh, culturally and economically. And uh, things will actually become much easier to actually bring in products from Israel uh, and the technology. And uh, like my my first visit to, to Jerusalem, uh, I actually did a speech back then, uh, that's uh, an organization called uh, the Jerusalem uh, Bio Forum. And there was a lot of interest uh, from Israeli biotech companies who came to see me, even though there was no normalization with Morocco. And I know at least two of the companies are actually now, uh, one of the medical companies, Alma Lasers, who works in the medical field, is actually uh, selling its products in Morocco now after the Abraham Accords. So there was always interest, and there's gonna be the the Moroccan, and the the Moroccan markets is also can be, uh, cannot just be an ultimate goal for Israeli companies. Morocco can actually be used as a gateway to Africa for African markets, because uh, the the Morocco and the Moroccan government has a long experience with the African countries, especially the French-speaking African
0: countries. Yes, that was my next question. I mean, obviously Morocco is part part of the Arab world. You, you have your own unique language, um, but you, but you are you are on the African continent. Um, there are quite a number of French-speaking African countries. Is that your? Those are your most natural trading partners. Uh,
1: I mean. They're not, they are becoming our trading partners, uh, because uh, we used to have a cultural also relationship, especially with the countries such as Senegal, uh, Mali. Uh, it's, not just, uh, it's not just economic relationships. It's a long cultural history that you've been having uh, for a while. And uh, as you probably know, Morocco is the first and only African country that has a free trade agreement with the United States. Mm. Uh, it's been going on for many years. So using Morocco uh, also right. would be a good uh, base to export to, do, to the, the largest uh, consul- consumer market in the world.
0: Do you also have a free trade agreement with the EU, Morocco?
1: Yes, yes, with with the EU and uh, many Middle Eastern countries, and also we do have a free trade agreement with uh, some African countries.
0: So at post post Abraham Accords, and again you said there was a lot going on even before the Abraham Accords with Israel. How does how does the rest of the Arab world view you, and and how are those? How can your unique situation? help Israeli companies do business in the rest of the Arab world?
1: So for the rest of the Arab world, I think uh, a lot of uh, trade numbers were hidden between Israel and those uh, Arab countries. A lot of these were being made, but because of the political situations and, uh, and how the people cannot actually, it's, it's like people's minds are controlled and we're controlled. Uh, So the reality of things, of the exchange between Israel and those Arab countries was never uh, told in reality to to the citizens. But there was always trade between uh, many Arab countries, especially in security uh, and defense products and things like that. Uh, As we can see right now, uh, when things opened up also with Dubai, uh, with the Emirates, trade between the UAE and Israel actually jumped uh, to numbers uh, that surpass uh, the the trade between Morocco and Israel. So I see that a lot of countries, uh, a lot of uh, companies in Israel are actually using, for the Middle Eastern part of the world, they're using Dubai or the UAE as a base. Morocco can be used in a different way, can be used as a base or as a hub for European Union and also for Africa and the U.S. So it's two different business models.
0: Okay, other than as a gateway to Africa, Europe, the U.S., uh, what would you say would be some interesting opportunities for Israeli business people to be looking at in Morocco itself?
1: Okay, when we spoke back in 2016, uh, and you actually brought up the, the medical field, where uh, clinics, private clinics, would uh, would have been privatized. Now the project actually was approved by the Senate, by the Moroccan Senate, and actually private investors can invest in private clinics. And many international funds, including funds from the UAE, from Finland, are actually investing in private clinics and large private hospitals in Morocco. Uh, And this could have not been done a long time ago.
0: Are the personnel Moroccans or the personnel come from other countries?
1: So this is a good point that you brought up because there is a new law that actually uh, authorizes foreign medical uh, doctors and uh, medical nurses to practice in Morocco. So as an investor, you can bring in your own business model with your own uh, ideologies and uh, and it's uh, things that have been opening up because Morocco is in need of uh, of uh, new uh, investors in the medical field. So this is one point. The other point is uh, the digitalization of agriculture. Uh, the government actually has a new uh, vision plan to uh, to digitalize agriculture uh, and actually help farmers use uh, digitalization to uh, to actually go forward. Because uh, Morocco has been known for many years to count on on the rainfall each year. And sometimes it hurts the economy and things like that. So now we're actually looking into digitalizing. And this is a good opportunity for many Israeli agri-tech companies. And I've been uh, working with uh, a couple of them who are trying to actually have customers in Morocco. uh, Especially in the water optimization and uh, digital water optimization and uh, digital pest control.
0: Yeah. Uh, is Morocco doing anything in the area of desalinization?
1: Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Because uh, this, year, this year has been a tough year for us uh, in water resources. A lot of uh, agricultural uh, projects were hurt, especially projects that use a lot of water. Uh, so water optimization, water desalinization... Those are big things in Morocco right now. Uh, One of the largest projects are actually being done in the uh, south of Morocco. Uh, I mean, those are things, technologies that are needed in Morocco.
0: Going the other way about Moroccans looking for connections in Israel or, or things they can offer to the Israeli market. Do you see business going that way as well?
1: Yes, I had a lot of demand from Israelis, especially funds or uh, startups who are actually looking for investors. And we have uh, actually some funds, especially from the University of Mohammed VI, the Polytechnic, which actually has an agreement with the, uh, with the Technion. Uh, actually, this university, which is uh, in Ibn Greer in Morocco, uh, has its own tech fund. So that's it actually invested in a couple of startups in Israel. And this is a good uh, starting point for, uh, I mean, partnerships in tech. And also during the latest uh, visit of uh, Minister Sheket, the Minister of uh, Interior of Israel, uh, there was a talk about actually bringing uh, workers uh, from Morocco to Israel, uh, especially in construction where uh, the security concerns right now is workers coming from the West Bank and even Gaza uh, are, are high in Israel. So they talked about uh, bringing in construction workers. And there's a lot of interest from Moroccans who actually want to go and do construction work in Israel. And you wouldn't even believe how, how I mean, people are interested in going and working in Israel. And also other than the construction workers, they spoke about uh, bringing in the uh, uh, nursing staff uh, because there is a lack of nursing staff for the elderly. Interesting.
0: Now, when you, I had mentioned, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. That's so those are like the two things that uh, uh, deals were not formally signed, but those are things that are interesting.
0: Now, just for my, my listeners and my clients, in terms of what you mentioned about uh, promoting product or, or, you know something that in the Moroccan market is that something you do at a exhibition or is that some type of ongoing?
1: Yeah we can actually we work we work in, uh, uh, with individual uh, clients uh, so we actually uh, do uh, market research for a specific product uh, using uh, secondary sources of information and trying to actually uh, advise our clients how the market can be penetrated. Uh, with the and what are the different stakes to actually consider, and also we we work on uh, organizing. As you know, with the COVID situation, it was pretty hard it's for the last two hard, years to organize yeah. events. But we're going we're planning to organize events within the next six months, starting with an agritech tech uh, exhibition that we're gonna be organizing soon. Uh, where uh, we're gonna be inviting uh, a lot of Israeli companies to attend and maybe find them partners in the market.
0: Now, no, just uh, I like to end my podcast on a personal note. Where, where are you located in Morocco?
1: I'm located in Rabat. Rabat,
0: which is the capital. Right. Uh, I mean, I was thinking actually, Morocco, although I haven't had the privilege yet of coming. My wife wants us, us to go. Right. Uh, many, many of our friends have gone on uh, organized trips in the last couple of years. But I was thinking, Morocco shares, you know, geographically, you have desert. A much bigger desert you yeah. have beaches you even have skiing which israel has a very sm- one ski site uh so what what when you're not promoting uh morocco or products or trade what what do you do for fun i mean
1: well actually i like trek and uh, my my father is from uh, the middle atlas uh, mountains of morocco so i love like to visit uh, the uh, the middle atlas I like to do trekking, take long walks. And uh,
0: what's the what's the weather in the mountains in the summer? In,
1: uh, in the summer, it's hot during the day, but it gets cold at night.
0: And in the winter, of course, there's snow. Yeah,
1: there's snow. Yeah, but the yeah, weather is one nice. Of,
0: one of my daughters was in was in Morocco around Passover time, and she. Sent a picture of something I had never really seen. It was she was sitting at some coffee shop. Uh, in front of her was desert, and in the distance was, were snowy mountains. It's,
1: uh, I, 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 I yeah, that's what I've been That's the south of Morocco.
0: Yeah. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure there's another place in the world that has those where you can see those two things at the same time.
1: Yeah. Also, when I visited Israel, there were many things that are similar with Morocco. I mean, you can travel uh, between two cities in a short distance, but right. as you said, you cannot see the mountains, the beach. I mean, when I used to, because I did, uh, I was based in Jerusalem for a while, and I was traveling between Jerusalem and Haifa, so you could see the beach. Right. and uh, That was up to the land heights. So also Israel is a little bit similar, but not like uh, the desert. the, the island. Right. So,
0: so if people want to know more about you and your company, how can they be in touch with you?
1: So uh, my email is kkbpartners at gmail.com. I'm also uh, on uh, Twitter. I mean, Amin, A-M-I-N-E, Ayub, A-Y-O-U-B, Econ, E-C-O-N. Okay. That's my Twitter. So... And I'm also, I'm also very uh, active on uh, international TV uh where I'm actually a contributor in uh, economic issues political issues ah, you can okay. also see me on i24 news
0: Oh okay I've appeared on i24 and uh, uh all right so if they google you or you on youtube they'll find they'll see a lot uh,
1: I mean if you google I mean Ayub Israel you're going to find more if, than if you google I mean Ayub Morocco.
0: Okay <laughs> that's great thank you so much I mean and I hope we can meet in person uh, sooner rather than later.
1: All right, thank you Phil.
0: All right, be well. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Feel free to visit us at www.pstein.com, or look for Philip Stein and Associates on Facebook and LinkedIn.